is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes. Welcome to this episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling, and what a time to join us on this adventure that is professional wrestling, as we are 60 days away from WrestleMania, or what I would like to call Cody Mania. Now, normally I'm joined by David the Smart Mart and Jake from the Winnie City, but unfortunately we had some technical difficulties in recording today's show, so I'm going to do this solo show to make up for that issue we had this morning. So, on with our show. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Our leading story in this week is going to be Kota Ibushi's free agency as his contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling has come to an end. New Japan Pro Wrestling released a short statement apologizing to the fans of Kota Ibushi about the abruptness of the announcement, but wanted to join the fans of Kota Ibushi to wish him the best in his future. Now, Kota Ibushi went to the Twitter account and released a short statement thanking New Japan Pro Wrestling for the time that he was with the company, but has decided to go for his free agency to see what else is out there. Now, Kota Ibushi also has come out and kind of clarified his plans for the future, saying he doesn't want to join AEW just yet. He would like to talk to him down the road, but his one of his main goals now is to start a school in Japan. We know his first match is going to be in March against Speedball Mike Bailey for Game Changer Wrestling. Now, our second news story of the week concerns a longtime tag team partner of Kota Ibushi as Kenny Omega has been missing on AEW television for the last couple of weeks. Now, reported by Figure Four Weekly, Omega has been dealing with some visa issues and Dave Meltzer has just reported today that Kenny Omega's issues have been cleared up and he should be on this evening's episode of AEW Dynamite TV. The last time we saw Kenny Omega, he and the Young Bucks were finishing up their best of seven series with the Death Triangle for the Trios titles. According to Figure 4 Weekly, the plan for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega going forward is a feud with Top Flight and AR Fox. It has been in the works for a few couple weeks now. We saw Top Flight beat the Young Bucks last week on Rampage. And our last news story of the week, Former WWE superstar Fandango has signed a contract with Impact Wrestling. Now Fandango has been wrestling on the independent scene for the last couple of years under the name of the Dirty Dango. He has wrestled in the National Wrestling Alliance, most recently teaming up with JTG. I feel like he will be a great addition to the X Division, and I can't wait to see why he does in Impact Wrestling. This has been your Radio Free Professional Wrestling Control Center. Now let's have a look back at what could have been the second best Royal Rumble ever. Maybe almost as good as 1992 Royal Rumble? Question mark? Let's find out. This is RFPW In-Depth. Sean and David take a deeper look at a wrestling promotion or wrestler that you should check out. Okay, I made a big claim. I said this was the second best Royal Rumble since 1992. Now granted, this Royal Rumble pay-per-view... This Royal Rumble premium light event for the WWE had a great opening match and a great closing match. It had one hell of a second match that we'll come to talk about. A awful country music concert. And I felt sorry for Bianca Belair and Alessa Bliss because they were put in a spot with what I basically called a no-win situation. Now this show started off hot. The first two people out in the men's Royal Rumble with Gunther and Sheamus. So we literally pick up from 
Clash at the Castle, the two gentlemen who were beating the hell out of each other are back at it. Now, Guthrie went one hour and 11 minutes as he was the second to last, he was the second to last person to be eliminated. He is eliminated by the actual winner of the Rumble, Cody Rhodes. Now, Seamus didn't have a bad showing either. He lasted 52 minutes. The one thing is, the one thing that the Men's Royal Rumble was lacking was Waldo's legendary surprises. We got Logan Paul. We got Edge. Edge continued his storyline with Judgment Day. We saw him eliminate Finn Bauer and Damian Priest. He tried to eliminate Dominic Mysterio, but Priest and Bauer pulled him off of the apron. Then we see Ripley come down and try to attack Edge. And we saw the return of Beth Phoenix. And Beth Phoenix speared Rhea Lippy. And that leads on to the Women's Royal Rumble. We'll talk about it just in a minute. Now the only quote-unquote legend we got was Booker T. And I thought Booker did a good job of what he had there for the 42 seconds that he was actually in the match. He came in, delivered some scissor kicks. He got to do his spin rooney And the crowd was hot for Booker T. And of course, Gunford got the heat by eliminating him. The craziest spot of this Rumble match. Actually, there's two craziest spots about the Men's Royal Rumble match. Kofi was trying to do one of his normal saves and Gufford chops him he goes flying and try to land in one of those rolling chairs and he took an awful looking spot I honestly thought Kofi got hurt there fortunately he didn't get hurt but he didn't pull off the save so they quietly eliminated Kofi from this match now Rey Mysterio was injured the night before the Royal Rumble when he was wrestling against Karrion Cross. so when the 17th pick came out Ray's music played, but he didn't come out. The commentators just start try to cover. And next thing you know, you see Dominic Mysterio come down at pick 18, and he's carrying Ray's mask, and he's trying to tear this mask apart and having one hell of a time doing it. But the crowd booed this guy out of the building. So they are slowly working on building this Dominic Mysterio, Ray Mysterio feud. Hopefully they can do it at WrestleMania. We just don't know how long Ray's going to be injured or what his recovery time is going to be. But I'm hoping he's able to do it. If not, just push the match back to SummerSlam. And pick number 30 was no surprise to anybody. It was Cody Rose. And I thought this was a good spot for Cody. Because he's coming off of his pec injury. And he only had to do about 15 minutes of work here to win this match. I didn't want to see Cody do too long of a return here. So, ladies and gentlemen, I put this off as long as I can. The second match of the evening was the match sponsored by Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Unfortunately, it lasted five minutes and five seconds, but man, that was the longest five minutes and five seconds of my life. As Bray Wyatt defeats LA Knight, this match featured a bunch of black lights and a bunch of glow sticks and fluorescent little popcorn balls that would pop out from the stage. And the end of this match, you see LA Knight try to back away from Bray Wyatt. He's going over to this crash pad. And Ugly Hallie is up on a staffle and clearly misses LA Knight on this dive with an elbow drop. Clear as day, if you go back and watch it, he misses um, LA Knight and it had all this fire and power going off. So we're led to believe that um, LA Knight and Ugly Hallie might have met their demise. I guess we'll find out on SmackDown coming this Friday. Now, this unfortunately brought the crowd down and I felt sorry for the two ladies here as. Your third match of the evening was Bianca Belair versus Alessa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship match. This match only went seven and a half minutes, and it was basically your paint-by-numbers women's championship match. Alessa Bliss did get a little bit of offense, but Bianca hit the kiss of death, and one, two, three, and Bianca retained. I'm happy that Bianca has kept her title. I'm hoping Bliss doesn't have anything to do with 
Uncle Howley and Bray Wyatt. By the way, things are going after the match. We do see a video of Uncle Howley on the screen. I see Elizabeth is he still believes she was in control of the situation. So I got a feeling that Elizabeth is going to be one of the white six as we start filling out this roster of this stable that's going to come on probably around Elimination Chamber or they need to start like this week on SmackDown. Okay, so the fourth match of the night is the Women's Royal Rumble match. Rhea Ripley came out at number one and Liv Morgan came out at number two. These two ladies lasted a full hour and one minute and... Ripley won from spot one, eliminating Liv Morgan after Asuka's played Miss and Morgan's eyes. And there was a spot there that Morgan had a hope spot and she had Ripley hanging by her wrist and she was beating on her. And Ripley used her legs to kick off Morgan to win the match. Now the women's match was better than the men's. I thought it was better book. We did see a good run here by uh, Roxanne Perez, the NSC Women's Champion. She lasted 4 minutes and 34 seconds. She was eliminated basically by Demons Control. At one point, you had Bailey, Eel Sky, and Dakota Kai all in the match together. And they were working as a freaking good unit. Okay, things hit the fan for Demons Control once Becky Lynch came out at number 15. She was able to eliminate Eel Sky and Dakota Kai. And quickly behind that, Belly was able to eliminate Becky Lynch. But in doing so, Liv Morgan comes up from behind, eliminates Belly, and we see Damage Control fighting with Becky Lynch as they're heading back to the back. Now, this Women's World Roman match had a few surprises. We saw Michelle McCool come out from the stand. She was standing by her daughter as her music plays. She stands up, takes off her jacket, poses on the barricade there right by the ringside, and enters the match. We also saw the return of Chelsea Green, and she set the record for the shortest amount of time in a Women's Royal Rumble at about 5 seconds. But I felt like it gave her a great start to this character that she has on Raw now, where she's going to be basically the person that complains about everything. If you watched this past week's Monday Night Raw, you saw that she's already having some issues with Adam Pearce. So I'm kind of happy to see Chelsea back in the WWE, and I'm wishing her a very successful run here. We also saw the return of Piper Niven with the actual name Piper Niven instead of Drew Drop. So she had had an issue with COVID, had a little bit of a health scare. If you've seen her on Twitter, she thanked the WWE for getting her through that issue and running all the tests they needed to on her heart and stuff. And she was able to be in this Rumble match and she's back looking at the butt kicking machine that she was in the Indies. We had one last surprise, and it was at number 30. I kind of noticed that the ring was still filled with a lot of ladies as we were getting late in this Royal Rumble match. And that's because number 30 was Nia Jax. And I was like looking at it and going, oh my god, if David saw this, I know he was basically turning off the TV then right there. And of course, you can imagine David was not happy to see his least favorite person back in professional wrestling. But luckily for us, she got eliminated pretty quickly as it took about 11 people to eliminate Nia Jax from this match. Now, we still don't know her contractual status with the WWE, but they have already put out a Nia Jax t-shirt. So, I got a feeling that she's going to be around for just a little bit. Okay, so, like I said, this Royal Rumble was a bunch of peaks and valleys. And we're about to hit the bottom of the valley here. Because at 11.30 Eastern, they decided, oh, hey, what a better way to follow up the Women's Royal Rumble match than a country music performance by Hardy. And, oh my god, it was the worst performance I could imagine. And, basically, it took me out of this premium live event. 
And it literally took me halfway through the main event between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns to get back into it. Now, the main event of this Royal Rumble, it felt like to me it was a basic TV world title match until we got to the end where we saw the breakdown of the bloodline. Roman Reigns basically wins clean against Kevin Owens. There is a little friction there between Kevin there's a little friction there between Roman Reigns and Sammy as Roman is trying to get Sammy to give him a chair and Sammy is a little bit hesitant. Earlier in this match, on the outside you see Kevin Owens on the floor and Sammy is begging him to stay down. The end comes with Roman Reigns hitting a spear, one, two, three. He retains his title. The bloodline are in the ring. They are I want to Okay, so Jay Uso is the one handing out their legs and putting them on around the necks of everybody. And he goes over to Sammy and about to give Sammy his leg. And Roman's like, no, 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 no. He has one more task. We gotta make sure he is bloodline. So he instructs the Usos to secure Kevin Owens to the ring ropes with handcuffs that Paul Heyman completely had. And we saw the unmercial beatdown of Kevin Owens that took forever. But it did give us the satisfaction of seeing Sami Zayn swinging the chair against Roman, laying Roman down. But unfortunately for Sami, Jimmy Uso decided to kick his head off, and so him and Solo decided to beat the heck out of Sami. So Sami couldn't save Kevin Owens. He gets laid out. We see Jay Uso not do anything. He rolls out of the ring as the fans are chanting for Jay, and he has up the up the ring. Or he has up the ramp. Up the ramp. I feel like this might be a red herring, but it could possibly also be a turn for Jay Uso and breaking him away so we could see Jay versus Roman sometime down in the future. But I got a feeling that the main event fisher for WrestleMania is gonna have the Usos together and at Mania maybe they break up and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn wins the tag team titles. So we come out of the Royal Rumble with Sami Clary out of the bloodline and Roman with a shattered bloodline and Roman's playing these awesome kind of like gangster boss who has gone insane. Now he's watching his crime family falling apart and we're heading to Elimination Chamber in Montreal. So if you haven't watched the Royal Rumble yet, I would advise you to watch the Men's Royal Rumble match, jump over to the Women's Royal Rumble match, then finish your viewing pressure here with watching the second half of the main event, or you can actually watch the whole main event, and you might have a little bit more enjoyment than I did watching this live on Saturday night. Okay, let's put the Royal Rumble in the rearview mirror as the WWE is giving us yet another premium live event coming up this Saturday as NST has Vengeance Day. Now, generally these NST specials are been dang good. They usually never have a bad quote-unquote takeover event. So let's break down Vengeance Day 2023 for you. What's on tap? The guys give you their picks on what you can't miss this week. Now, I know David and Jake both have not been high on the weekly NST program as of late, but I feel like coming into Vince's Day 2023, they have had a few good shows, and the programs they have going into this card, they are good on paper. I feel like, I feel like this is going to be a sneaky sleeper show of the year candidate. Allow me to break this down for you. We're going to start off with the least... Okay, so let's start with the triple threat for the NST Women's Championship. As we see, Roxanne Perez coming off her 
Amazing Royal Rumble run versus Gigi Dolan and JC Jane of Tossed Attraction. Now, you, if you've been a listener of our show for a while now, you know that me and David are very high on Gigi Dolan, the former Priscilla Kelly, but I don't feel like it's time to take the title off of Roxanne Perez. I feel like Perez is one of those champions where you can actually have her not lose the title and eventually get onto the main roster after Mania and have a tournament to declare the next NXT Women's Championship. So I'm going to say that Roxanne Perez comes out of this show with her title and we see the start of the breakdown of Tasha Attraction as G.D. Dolan and J.C. Jane go their separate ways. Now my sleeper match of the card is going to be for the North American Championship. It's Wesley versus Dijak. Now personally, I have liked Dominic Dijak from his time in Ring of Honor. Now he has had a hit and miss time in the WWE and we find him back in NXT going by the name of Dijak. And I got a feeling that Wesley, kind of like Perez, is too soon to take the championship off of her. So I feel like Dijak is going to take the loss here. I'm just hoping this is a good match and we can see these two guys go separate ways and we can see who's next for Lee's North American Championship. Now there's a two out of three falls match here between Apollo Crews and Carmella Hayes. Now Carmella Hayes has slowly been a MVP candidate for this brand and I got a feeling that he needs to win this match against Apollo Crews and I would kind of do it two straight falls because I feel like that would give him more to brag about. And he should be the next challenger for Bond Breaker. Now I know Apollo Crews has come down to NST and he stated that he wants the chance to win the NST title. But I feel like Carmella Hayes is the better candidate here and the one they have been pushing for a while now. And he's so good in the ring and so great on the mic in his character as this cocky, kind of like LeBron James Hill I feel like he needs to win this, and I got a feeling that he will. Now, the match that I least am looking forward to on this night is for the NST Women's Tag Team Championship. It's Chance and Carter versus Fallon Hanley and Canada James. Now, this match to me is only set up for the eventual breakdown of the two ladies of, of Fallon Hanley and James. As Briz and Jason are linked with them, now they are the country boy tag team. And I feel like th this is going to basically lead to the breakdown of both teams here. As we will see a mixed tag between Josh Briggs and James and Jensen and Henley here coming on hopefully NST TV. So it's not a special. But yeah, I don't see the champions losing the titles here either. Now, the chance for a title change may be in a four-way championship match here for the men's titles. As we see the New Day versus Gallus versus Pretty Deadly versus Chase University. Now Chase University got into this match by winning a three-way dance on the last episode of NST. My heart is with them. I kind of would enjoy seeing them have the titles and you can do the official Duke Hudson turn on Chase. But you can also basically put this title on Gallus or Pretty Deadly and bring a New Day back up onto the main roster if you want to. But boy, I want to see Kofi and Xavier keep this title and face off with the other teams in NXT. This run in NXT has given the New Day a fresh coat of paint. Because I know a lot of us got tired of the forever feud between the Usos and the New Day on SmackDown. So this leads us to one last match on this card. It's Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller for the NXT Championship. It's inside a steel cage. Now if you saw their last um, title match. It ended in a big of a controversy as the middle rope broke away and Grayson Water fell onto the ring apron and then onto the floor. He got counted out so there was not a clear winner. 
So they're bringing this match back. And, you know, Braun Breaker, I feel like it's too soon for him to lose the title either. They're building this guy up. He's a second-generation wrestler. You know I enjoy my second-generation talent. And honestly, Grayson Waller has so much heat with the fans in NST that he doesn't really need a title. He can, He's good on his own. I can see him being the, I don't want to say Ric Flair, but he's kind of like that heel that can always get himself over just by get, grabbing a mic and desperating a baby face. So that has been your NSC Bench Today 2023 breakdown here on Ray Free Professional Wrestling. And I'm going to go out on a limb saying that this is going to be a better premium light event than the 2023 Royal Rumble. We'll have to see you next week on Ray Free Professional Wrestling if I'm correct about that. I'm going to close off this episode of Ray Free Professional Wrestling with a brand new segment. It is called Take the Book as I give you my way too early WrestleMania prediction card. Welcome to Take the Book. Sean and David get their chance to book wrestlings as they see fit. Okay, so I don't think I went too crazy on this WrestleMania card. We're going to go to night one. My night one would be Brock Lesnar versus Bob Lashley. I do believe that's the program we're going to see coming out of the Royal Rumble. During the Rumble, they hinted at Walter versus Brock, which is a better match and a match I think all of us would want. But I've been a fan of Bobby Lashley, and I'm hoping Bobby gets his victory over Brock. And Brock's at the stage in his career where he should be able to put over anybody and not lose any bit of heat. And I have really enjoyed this on again, off again, Cowboy Brock Lesnar character that comes on our TV. Sometimes he's a face, sometimes he's a heel, but he just goes out there and kicks butt. Okay, so you're asking, what am I going to do with Walter if he's not going to face Brock Lesnar? Good question. I have a six-man tag match for you as Imperium faces off against Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Pete Dunne, no longer Butch, he will go back to the name Pete Dunne. And this should be as amazing of a match that Sheamus and Walter had back at Clash of the Castle. I just feel like this was still night one as the hard-hitting professional wrestling match that we know all six guys can do. Okay, so the next match I have on my night one card is for the Raw Women's title as Bianca Belair faces off against the new version of Asuka, this darker Asuka that she debuted at the Royal Rumble. And I do believe that Asuka is going to leave night one of WrestleMania with the title as we see the end of the almost year reign of Bianca Belair as Raw Women's Champion. This could also be a surprise show-stealing night one match. The next match on my card for night one is Austin Fury versus John Cena. And I got a feeling that coming out of the Elimination Chamber, Fury will not have the United States title, which makes this match just a little bit more likely as you probably don't want to see the title be involved in this match and I feel like Fury can get the victory over John Cena so he can continue this push of a heel run that the company seems to be wanting to do with Austin Fury. Okay so my night one card has two six person tag team matches and my second is going to be Damage Control versus Becky Lynch, Roxanne, and Raquel Gonzalez. I feel like these six ladies need to be on the card somewhere. I don't want to put them in the Women's Battle Royal but I don't see any of these ladies near the two titles. So this Demis Control versus Beckley and her crew should be a good alternative. So my main event at night one is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rose. And David and Jake, before you stop listening to the podcast, I'm taking Roman to beat Cody in night one of WrestleMania. And I'll explain why I have Cody losing this match here as we get to night two of my card. Okay, so on night two, I got Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul for the United States title. Now, I feel like this is going to be one of those matches where they have enough time to practice and Logan Paul has shown that he is able to go in the ring. And I wouldn't be surprised if Logan Paul beats Seth Rollins for the United States title. 
Now, I know he had a match last year versus Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal title, and clearly Roman's still the champion. I feel like the WWE might put the United States title onto Logan Paul. Another match I have on my Night 2 card is the end of the Judgment Day feud with Edge, as Edge looks for somebody to help him beat Finn Balor and Damian Priest, and he calls on a former Edge head as we see the return of Matt Cardona to the WWE. Now, we've already seen Chelsea Green come back to the company at the Royal Rumble. Now, Matt Cardona does have a match still with the NWA coming up here in about two weeks for the Spanish tires for the NWA world title. I do believe that might be his last match with the NWA, and that's why I'm having him debut at WrestleMania with Edge as we see the return of Matt Cardona and not Zack Ryder. Okay, so this next match, I might be blowing my budget for WrestleMania, but I got Walter versus Brock Lesnar on night two. And granted, I don't care who wins this match, but this heavyweight battle needs to happen sometime this year. And why not night two? Especially if Walter is in a six man on night one. I doubt either man will have to do two nights of WrestleMania, but in my world, this is my card. They're gonna do two nights and they're gonna have this match. Okay, so I have the SmackDown Women's Championship match on night two as Charlotte Flair faces us against Rhea Ripley. And I do believe this is where Ripley gets her win back from the time she wrestled Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania as the NXT Women's Champion. I also have a New Day facing off against Jimmy Uso and Sousa Sokoa instead of Jimmy and Jay as I feel like the bloodline is going to have this breakdown and we're going to see the Uso twins break apart. And I feel like the New Day will be the new champions on SmackDown coming out of this as we see Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns on night two for either the undisputed title or if they break them apart with every title they want on SmackDown. And yes, Roman loses here to Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn comes out of WrestleMania as your World Heavyweight Champion. My last match on night two of WrestleMania would be Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio and a mask versus hair match or a mask versus career match if Rey is able to go at WrestleMania. And we're going to assume that he is able to go in this scenario. And, you know, this might be the fitting end to Rey Mysterio's career here as he gives the rub to his son, Dominic. And Dominic is the one to retire Rey Mysterio and unmask him. So that has been my way too soon WrestleMania card. Tell me what you think about my card. Go over to Radio Free PW, our one-stop shop website for everything Radio Free Professional Wrestling, and tell me what you think. Before I let you guys go this week, David is back on local British radio as he has a new show on More Music Radio. It's a sports show. It will be on at 10 a.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. GMT, and I'm going to be listening live to see what David has in store for his premiere episode. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this edition of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Until we see you next week, stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.